0: Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast. And here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse. Hi, everybody. Laura Muse here. And today, I've got the one and only Tony Gargan. Hello. <laughs> um, so Tony's been kind enough to give up some of her time to talk to you lovely people about joint ventures. Um, I've heard a lot in the community that people aren't quite sure One, what type of joint ventures are available, and also what elements do you need to make a successful joint venture? Um, So Tony's going to walk us through that now. Um, So first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and how amazing you are? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll let you tell everyone how amazing I am. So I'm Tony Gargan. I've been a part of Progressive Community for about four years now, and one of the things that I train people on is joint ventures. My entire business has been built on joint ventures. Pretty much all of my portfolio is built that way,
0: and that's me. So, Tony, what is a joint venture?
1: So a joint venture is ultimately the simplest method is the pooling together of resources to reach a desired outcome. I've looked at so many different descriptions and (laughs) everyone makes the assumption that it's a certain thing. joint venture is just pooling together of things to get to a desired outcome. That's the simplest method.
0: And obviously there's quite a lot of... um, So I did a joint venture course with Tony a couple of weeks ago now, um, a VIP one only, Um, And there's a load of different JVs that you can do with structures, but we'd be kind enough just to share with people what are the most common ones. Absolutely. So, yeah, there are tons of different joint venture structures.
1: Even what we went through on the joint venture day isn't an exhaustive list. I'd say there are two most common ones that we find within the property world. And the first one being a straight loan. Yeah. So often people will think a joint venture is only when you jointly own the property. But a, a straight loan is a joint venture. So one person loaning the funds, the other person doing kind of the legwork, finding the yeah. property and giving them... The amount back and with a straight return at the end. So a roll-up loan, meaning all of the interest rolled up until the end of the loan, an agreed term. My favourite. <laughs> and mine. Um, second one, which is pretty much how my business has been built, has been a shared joint venture. Yeah. Now, we tend to do ours. We, myself and my husband, Chris, and our business partners do ours on a 50-50 basis. Okay. Um, but you can structure it any way that you choose. So it might be because you're new, you'll offer a, a better return to offset being a newbie. Yeah. But if we use 50-50, because it's the simplest, 50-50 share donors of the property, 50-50 share ownership of any uplift or equity thereafter, and your 50-50 share the rent. So again, usually in that structure, one person will, or one side of the joint venture will be responsible for one part. In mine, the side that I'm responsible for is to find the properties, to do all of the the purchase element all the way through.
0: We're back! (laughs) Once again! was just talking about the different types of joint ventures yep um so you'd been through a straight roll morn, up yeah roll up and then you were on to 50 50 or a partnership
1: yeah. joint venture we do ours 50 50 but the partnership joint venture being each partner brings something different to the joint venture in the ones we do our joint venture partners bring the funds and we get them um ownership of properties completely hands-free the part that i fulfill is all of the legwork part, so find the property funding it doing all of the usually remotely for the other joint venture partners so they are the two most common joint venture structures there are a multitude of others
0: (laughs) so what about so for me and my husband we were quite apprehensive about doing joint ventures with people obviously people's circumstances change you may fall out what would you say to people um what is the making of a successful joint venture with somebody
1: i would say without a shadow of a doubt it is identifying from the start what your aims are yeah but also overcoming your fears and concerns. In my experience, that makes a good joint venture. But also, thankfully, touching was <laughs> not in my experience, the ones that I've known that have gone by gone amiss, yeah. have been where people haven't looked at the potential yeah. faults or failures of it. And I think it's the fear usually around, well, I don't want to talk about the negatives. When actually, if you sit down and a good relationship is without a shadow of doubt the basis of a good joint venture. If you can't comfortably talk through any problems, because problems will always arise, things that go, you know, are beyond your control. If you can't comfortably talk them through, then your joint venture is going to go amiss. So without a shadow of a doubt, it's the relationship you build up before and during the joint venture.
0: So I do recommend, obviously, when you, before you've even kind of agreed what type of joint venture you want to do with someone, you sit down and say, right, this is what I want out of it. These are my concerns and so then you, literally that's the start of potentially a contract.
1: Totally, that is usually the start of your heads of terms it's known as, which is just a blank piece of paper. I always tell everyone, start with a blank <laughs> piece of paper. You'll have your ideas on what you want it to look like, what you expect out of the joint venture and what you fear. Yeah. And I will too, and they won't necessarily be the same. Yeah. So it's about both sitting down with your list of wants and wishes, your list of fears and concerns and literally putting solutions to paper for each potential eventuality. Now, my joint venture agreements will also have things that I've learned from other people's joint ventures where they've gone wrong (laughs) or potential issues that have arisen, and that then forms your heads of terms. So that's just a document detailing what you both want from it.
0: And do you have one template that you use for all your joint ventures or is it very tailored to each individual scenario? Yeah. They're totally tailored to
1: each scenario. I have one that I use like as a base, which yes. is the... I use it as a tick list, if you like, of this is what we need to make sure we cover. But no two joint ventures are the same, mm. even <laughs> if they're the same partnership, even if it's the same people or because the property may be different or the, the outcome may be different. Or even if you think it's the same structure, so you think it's going to be a you know, a 50-50 straight joint venture, no two will be the same. So yeah, might have a base for it, but then your joint venture agreement is yeah. drawn up based on those heads of terms.
0: And do you always get, um so when you do a contract with your joint venture partner, do you always get that run through a solicitor? Is that? Yeah, nine times out of yeah. 10, we'll go through a solicitor because we've worked
1: with the same joint venture partners a few times. Yeah. For some of them, we'll use the base joint venture that we've always used and mm. just tweak it. But especially in any new joint venture, Also with the people that you think, you know, oh, well, it's friends or it's family members... Draw up the joint ventures, get it signed off through a uh, solicitor, because as you rightly say, Laura, you never know what's going to happen. No. There could be a fallout. There could be things that happen that you haven't discussed in your head of terms. So, yeah, I would say get it done with a joint venture. It's money well spent with a solicitor. Good. <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> um, so that takes us on to how do you qualify your joint venture partners? How do you, you know, obviously yeah. from a deal packaging side, obviously we know there's different, there's sophisticated, there's unsophisticated. Yeah. Can you just explain what the rules and regs around that is? So there are
1: legalities all around joint ventures and the fact that the FCA regs, Financial Conduct Authority Regulations, determine who you can joint venture with and who you can loan Mm. from. In terms of loans, they're they're quite basic. Um, For joint ventures, which we're focusing on specifically, the FCA regulations state that you cannot joint venture with someone until you've qualified them Mm. as a sophisticated investor. To be classed as a sophisticated investor, you need to meet certain criteria. And I'll give you the, the base of it now, um, but there's other things that could be included. But that the joint venture partners need to each earn in excess of £100,000 yeah. per year. And this is an and scenario, so it's not you've got to tick every box. <laughs> um, that they have net assets to the value of £250,000 or more. That they are FCA regulated themselves. So if you're FCA regulated, obviously you've already met the requirements in another capacity or if you have made two unregulated investment in a 12-month period. Yeah. And an unregulated investment could be any number of things. Now, it's still not a case of, oh, you tick those boxes so we can work together. Um, for me, so legality-wise, you have to get the proof of identification, proof of funds to showcase yeah. that they meet any or all of those criteria. And only at that point can you discuss joint ventures. Discussing a joint venture, discussing the deal prior to that is illegal. So keep yourself safe. Qualify people before you even discuss individual deals or joint ventures, looking at whether you want to work together. Oh, thank
0: you. So, in regards to joint ventures, I mean, I'm sure people are out there. Where did these ventures come from? Where did these relationships build? They were, they, just were, they, yeah, were they from <laughs> VIP or?
1: So my first joint venture partners were family members who I was I didn't realise they were in the position to be able to fund anything. Um we'd never really discussed working together, but it was straight roll-up loans that we'd done with those. And then thereafter it was being a part of the VIP community. So next joint venture partners were part of the community. Yeah. And they introduced us to other joint venture partners, which you never think will happen. That like, why would you <laughs> why would you introduce me to someone who's funding your deals? We've got joint venture partners from social media through word of mouth. So a lot of it is about you getting yourself out there, which Laura's teaching you exactly how to do that with (laughs) social media now. Social media can be an absolute awesome tool for you to get to where. Yeah, absolutely because people need to know what you do what you stand for and against and start building that relationship up because it's not a case if you meet someone one day and they'll do a venture with you the next no, That's right. it's happened that and again um, <laughs> but you've got to start building those relationships so the more people know about you the more you get yourself out there and you start nurturing those relationships then obviously meet the legalities before you discuss joint ventures
0: so what would you say to somebody who was just starting out on the property journey they not necessarily have got property mm-hmm. and feel a little bit what, like, why would somebody invest in me? Because obviously that's yeah. a very common question in, in our little world. I think that's
1: <laughs> point one, is know that you're not the only one in that position. I'm pretty sure every single one of us who has ever done a joint venture, and I'll definitely volunteer that I did feel this <laughs> way. I've, I've got no experience. I'd actually been an accidental landlord and made loads of mistakes. So it's like, well, why would anyone invest in someone who's made mistakes? Yeah. When actually that's exactly why people will invest, if you've overcome them. So identifying that you've made mistakes in the past, that you've overcome them and sharing that, letting people know what you do. Um, in addition to that, it's also making sure that you look at both sides yeah. of the coin. So look at what your wants and needs are, look at what theirs are and look at what your skill set is now. So you might think, and this is something that we're laughing because we've done a huge <laughs> section around this on our joint venture training, is that everyone has skills, transferable um, transmutatable transmutatable skills from their job role, transmutation, (laughs) from your job role, from your business, from your studies, from negotiating with children, all of those things that we just tend to brush under the carpet. So it's about looking and also working with people who who work closely with you. So it might be sitting down with your partner, your business partner, your friends and saying, what am I good at? Because they'll see things in you that you don't. We've definitely done that, me and my husband, 100%. You don't realise because... What you tend to do, and I've seen this in so many joint ventures, is the thing that you need the most becomes the be-all and end-all and your it. If only I had the money, I could be successful. <laughs> so all the other stuff that you've got, the skills, the job roles that you've done previously, the negotiation skills, the people management skills, oh, they just get really sidetracked. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I need the money. Whereas if you think, well, if I had the money, it would make things better. But what do I have to offer? Mm-hmm. So it's looking at what your skills are now, what you've got to offer and making sure everyone knows what they are and that everyone knows what you're actually doing which absolutely yeah a really key thing people so. don't know yeah so if people don't know what you do and I tell everybody <laughs> what I do whether that is people I meet sat on a train because I talk to my, everyone, my husband
0: clearly, clearly not a southerner I'm joking I'm joking, <laughs> oh. I'm joking guys
1: <laughs> she said that not me um Talk to everybody. Tell them what you do. Do it on your social media. Do it when you meet people. And you t- people say, well, what do you do? I used to say, well, I'm a HR manager yeah. because I was by a day job. But actually, I'm an investor. I give people a great return on the money. Anyway, what do you do? So what you've just done is planted a little idea in their head. I give people a great return on the money or help them build a portfolio yeah. completely hands-free. Anyway, what do you do? <laughs> and then it just seeds a little thing in there for people. And some people are trying for and other people it isn't. But if everyone knows what you do everyone knows what you stand for and against and you start showcasing what your value is but that's when you start building good relationships
0: and just to reinforce that point that you've said so last week before the super conference i went to matalan to get some new clothes As you and, do. and the lady's like oh you're going anywhere nice and i said oh it's for work and she's like oh what do you do and i said now unbeknownst to me the lady on the checkout two down her house had just fallen through the sale that morning tell everyone and she what came you do. up, she went, i don't suppose you've got a card i'm like oh yes yeah. <laughs> So always carry cards as well absolutely <laughs> everywhere you go but yeah but thank you very much tony i'm sure it's been really it. super helpful to all you guys out there and we'll see you soon see you soon Bye.